WAUCAM, Wachula. W271DH, Zofo Springs. Bowling Green, Wachula. The Outlaw. Welcome back, Outlaws. We're back on our regular schedule program, man. It's, it's good to be back in our time slot. Uh, you're listening to the Weekend Recap on 102.1 The Outlaw. It, it's time we go ahead and crack open another weekend. I'm your host, Balake, and we've got a jam-packed show for you tonight. NASCAR Cup Championship. World Series Championship. College football top 25. NFL NHL and NBA action. We've got all this and more, but first, let's kick this out to our sponsors real quick. Great American Florida Promotions has a gun show coming up in Sebring this November 19th and 20th. Santa is coming soon, and I'm a size AR-10 if uh, anyone's out there shopping for me, you know. Uh, Save the date. That's this November 19th and 20th. Doors open Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 3. Make sure to check out their website, greatamericanfloridapromotions.com, for dates and shows near you. Uh, Speaking of holidays. Jessica and her crew over there at JJ's Apparel and more, man, they, uh, they've been cranking out a lot of holiday attire. And if you guys are looking to have some get-togethers and you're trying to dress accordingly, y'all really need to check her out, man. Her website is JJ's Apparel and more at Shopify.com. And check out their fall selection. Check out their holiday selection. I mean, it's... You've got Thanksgiving, you've got Christmas coming up, and I guarantee you, if you've got a design in mind, she's going to be able to put it on this shirt and just blow your socks off. Speaking of socks, she does those too. But it's time to get the introduction started real quick. Uh, We can't get this show started without welcoming the man, the myth, the legend himself to the show, Christopher Christopher Crouch. What's happening in the 615, man? What's going on, buddy? Oh, just hanging out and can't believe it's already dark. Thank you, Daylight Savings Time. (laughs) Oh, man. It's my least favorite time of the year. It really is. (laughs) I'm good. I'm good until until after New Year's. I don't mind, you know, me me sports when you're younger. You don't know when to say when and things like that. And, you know, I hurt when it when it gets cold and. You know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good until I'm good until January. Now, after New Year's, all right, I'm done with it. All they can warm up. Good. <laughs> Look, that's why I migrated <laughs> south, man. <laughs> you know, I, I might have some Tennessee roots, but I don't mind putting my toes down here in the sand. <laughs> so, man, it's uh, you know what we we would have Yusuf on tonight, but uh, I think last time I saw him, he he was running around down in Ybor City again with his shirt off after the Bucks last minute win <laughs> against the Rams yesterday. So, uh no, in all serious, he's having fun out there in at, at Disney with his kids. So, I hope these those guys are having fun out there. But uh man, that losing streak is finally over. And it, it if he was running around shirtless down there in Ybor City, I don't blame him. But uh <laughs> It's that time of year, man. It's uh, I've been traveling around with Mulberry High School primarily during the uh, the high school football season, and they had a a game this past Friday, like most Friday nights, right? Friday night lights. But uh, this was there was a lot on the line for this one. You know, the high school playoffs they're starting this this week, so 
for some teams, that's, they started a week ahead of time. You know, Mulberry found themselves in a win-and-in situation when they had to go down to Parrish this past Friday. And uh, you want to talk about a game. <laughs> I mean, it, these these teams were going just back and forth. And I, I don't know how much of it's talking by the coaches to make the the players feel real good about the, the situation coming up. But, uh, man, the, the, they played it to the whistle. Mulberry jumped on them pretty early in the first half. But, uh, man, it's Parrish just the got things rolling, you know. And there by the fourth quarter, man, it, this Mulberry team had just taken shot after shot and was able to, to keep them out the end zone. But they were bending, but they just never broke. They were they were able to seal the deal and, and win a playoff position in this week's upcoming playoffs. So that's, hats off to the kids over there at Mulberry. But uh, speaking of playoffs, man, we got a lot of teams that we've been keeping up with that's uh, made all the the state playoffs here locally here in Florida. You know, when I'm telling you guys, we got a different level of athlete running around out here in Polk, Hardy, Highlands, and Desoto counties. I meant it. You know, we got Auburndale taking on Lake Lake Wells this Friday at seven, so that they're going to be kicking off all of our playoff action here. You got Bartow and uh, I, I'm going to butcher this team's name, Lake Mineola. You know, they're going to kick this off down there at uh, Friday at seven thirty. You got Estro at Desoto County this Friday again at seven thirty. Fort Meade at Clewiston Friday at seven thirty. Booker at Frostproof. You know, another seven thirty kickoff. Lake Gibson at Lakeland. Mulberry at Bishop Vero or Verrott, however you want to say that one, and Merritt Island over here at Sebring. But I'm sitting here looking at this list, and I'm seeing six Polk County teams just completely studded out in this thing. You, you've got DeSoto County representing out of Arcadia down there. Uh, you got Sebring representing Sebring. you got Frostproof over there also representing in Highlands County. I mean, it's it's a good time for some football around here, man. I'm excited. It's uh, Now... This Bishop Verrat team, this is all the way down in Fort Myers. <laughs> so uh, I was able to pull a few strings, and I, I'll be riding the bus <laughs> down there with those boys. That's about a two-hour trip for us, man. But uh, I'm excited to see what these kids are going to do in the playoffs. And I know these parents, man, they they are feeling it. They, they are certainly feeling the vibes. They're certainly feeling good about it. But uh, really look forward to all that stuff coming up. And uh, speaking of a lot of stuff coming up, man, it's uh, – it just seems to be like breaking news after breaking news after breaking news today. Uh, Chris, man, what do you got for us over there? Well, it looks like um, Yusuf's Bulls have made a uh, coaching change. They fired their coach, and now I believe the special teams coach is going to be the uh, interim coach for the rest of the season. Frank Wright is out in Indianapolis, which, you know, it's kind of bittersweet. I really loved what he was doing with that team, and I wish they would have gave him more more time with it because every time we played him, they got an L. <laughs> Look, I wasn't mad about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, all terrible things then, have to come to an end, right? Oh, yeah, unfortunately. Right. Too soon? <laughs> and and, and um, just um, – just a couple hours ago, I heard Josh Allen is being examined in his, I'm going to say UCL, because if I try to say it, then it's just, it's, it's going to be, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> but um, it, it basically it's the same thing that pitchers have when they have to have Tommy John surgery. Mm-hmm. And um, 
uh, he got hit on the last on the last uh, possession <clears throat> that they had last night, and um, yeah, so they're going to be evaluating him if if that's um, if he's going to end up having to have surgery. He's out for a year, and man, I mean that that completely shakes up the whole AFC pitcher in in its entirety. Uh, just blows it out the water, man. But uh, we'll we'll circle back to all that. Uh, but first, man, we we've had a lot of. Uh, Outside of just the breaking news that's rolled across today, we, we've had a lot of huge events happen over the weekend. You know, you had the the Houston Astros and the Philly, and the Phillies in the World Series, and uh, that that wrapped up this Saturday. Houston Astros are your new World Series champions. So, I mean, hats off to those guys. I know my grandfather was still around; he'd be just jumping up out of his wheelchair over this one but uh it's just a huge houston fan you know he grew up watching the houston oilers houston astros i mean that's that's where he was from but uh hats off to those guys uh also need to give an honorable mention to joey logano man i mean this dude has won his second nascar cup series championship he won back in 2018 he wins again this year so i mean i, I remember when he came in he was making a lot of people mad but uh that's kind of what happens when you start winning, right? <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> we got two sports that uh, Lord seemed to start back in February and just finally wrapped up up here in October, November now. But uh, hats off to NASCAR, hats off to baseball this year, man. It is certainly exciting for those fan bases out there. But uh, speaking of other fan bases, we got the uh, basketball season that's uh, underway right now. It's uh, we're looking here. We got the Miami Heat. Oh, nope. Circle back real quick. We got the Orlando Magic. Uh, tip off is here just in a couple minutes. Looks like they're about 10 minutes at 7.15. They're going to be taking on the Houston Rockets. Uh, it's not been a great season so far for Orlando, but uh, it feels very reminiscent of uh, a lot of conversations we had last year. It seemed like we were taking bets to see if they could get over 21. <laughs> you know, I was trying to see if this team could get old enough to drink, but uh, whew, they struggled with that one. Uh, we got Miami Heat taking on the Portland Trailblazers. That's the tip-off is at 8.30. You got the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, they're hosting the Boston Celtics tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time, you know, for my Nashville folks out there. And uh, it's not the only uh, gigantic season that's underway right now. You, you've got the NAS- – again, NASCAR just finished up. Uh, you, you got baseball just finishing up. I mean, at least our year-round sports seems like. And, you know, we got this other year-round sport here called hockey. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah. the Tampa Bay Lightning, they were in action over the weekend. They take care of Buffalo 7-3. or five to three. Uh, They're looking 7-4-1 on the season. You had the Nashville Predators were against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. They hit the road and took care of business there up in Vancouver, 4-3 uh, to three there. And we're looking over here at the Florida Panthers, man. They took care of business over there in Anaheim, you know, five to three. That that was a fun movie. Speaking of Anaheim, you remember the Mighty Ducks series? Mm-hmm. Look, I wanted to be a hockey player so bad growing up, <laughs> and then my dad put me on ice. <laughs> it was. Can, can you imagine Kung Fu Panda on ice? I mean, that, that's about what it looked like. <laughs> you know, just put me on something slippery and throw me into a spider web. That's about all you got. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. But uh, the, the biggest meat of what I wanted to get into was this college football scene this weekend, hey. man. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, before you say that, so... Uh, we've got, you know, up here, you you 
touched on the Predators and their big win over Vancouver and things like that. You know, they were down three to, I think it was three one. Yep. And they turned around and they come back and they just, that was probably the best game that I had watched in a long time of the Preds. They, they basically sat there and said, we're not going to lose. And they went out there, they were hitting and they were, they were making some incredible plays and Soros stood on his head and <laughs> it, it was it was it was a it was a really good game and I really do hope that it changes their trajectory from what they were doing. I mean it's it's it was a nice sight to see. Uh, hopefully they can keep it up. But you know onto the un, onto the college football thing. I just I had to put my my my, my boys out there for a little bit. <laughs> no man, it's good. It's good. It's uh you know, hockey's such a, a long season. I, I love hockey. When we start talking about sports that I like, hockey is number two for me. You know, and it's just simply because it's such a violent sport. But it's <laughs> it's really hard for me to stay. Maybe I'm ADD. I don't know. But uh, but just it's such a long season. It's hard to really pique my interest until around March with with most of what's going on with hockey. But don't get me wrong. If I find it on TV, and yeah, I'm definitely going to watch, man. I'm, I'm going to tune in on that one. But uh, you know who was tuned in and dialed in this weekend? Oh, there was a whole lot of people. It was a good weekend for college football. Oh, it just wasn't a good weekend for Yusuf's teams. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't gang up on Yusuf. It wasn't a good weekend for your team either. Oh, I mean, Oh, no, we'll you know, get to that. We'll get to that disaster here in a minute. <laughs> yeah, Look. I'm not going to let you forget that one. <laughs> Where's the dump button? Wait a second. <laughs> no, but uh, Florida State. And Miami, man, I, I've actually been looking forward to this game all season long. I was like, man, I can't wait for these teams to square up. You know, very similar identities. You know, they're new coaches, new systems, trying to build these programs back up. And uh, Florida State definitely said, we are further along than you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we're looking at a, a score of 45 to 3. I mean, in, in a conversation of people losing jobs <laughs> with how we started this this show off you almost wonder you know what kind of job security you have to lose to a conference team and it's not just like say Vanderbilt sneaking in and beating somebody every once in a while we're, we're talking about teams that just vehemently hate each other I mean I've watched how many coaches have been fired because they can't beat Georgia or Florida. Oh, yeah. And how many Florida coaches have been fired because they couldn't beat Alabama? Yeah, yeah. Or Georgia, you know? So it's it's just back and forth. You just can't lose to those bitter rivals. And that's what you had happen here. I mean, this wasn't even competitive. <laughs> I mean, it was just everything about it felt horrible, which kind of brings me to, you know, some, some job security down there in Miami because I've heard a certain all-star throw his name in the hat as far as being interested to coach at a bigger program. And I wonder if, oh, Primetime would be too proud to coach down there in Miami. You know, I, I was, I, I hate to say it, I was kind of hoping to see Florida State roll a little, back, a little bit backwards on this one so, you know, Primetime could get back to his roots there in Florida State and coach. But, you know, Cinderella doesn't always fit the slipper. <laughs> I don't I don't know about that. I think I think he's gaining some pretty good traction about putting on uh, the burnt orange and blue over in Auburn. Oh, but um, I mean, I, I you, 
you know, who knows? I mean, he may weasel his way into Florida State. You never know. But I, I think, you know, I know Yusuf has touched on it a couple of times, but I think, you know, with Crystal Ball's offense and it not him not having his players in mm-hmm. on, you know, how he wants, I think that they'll give him a, a few years to try to figure it out. I know it's been an up-and-down season for him this year, and I think he's just trying to – you know, it's it's one of those things. If you run a option offense, you know the pre it, it, the previous regime ran an option offense, and you're wanting to be more of a drop back passing. I mean, you're going from a running offense to a passing offense. So I mean, you know, you're not always going to have those those types of recruits in. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully he can get it turned back around. I mean, you know, this season's pretty much you know a wash, but hopefully he can he can. They'll give him another year or so to get his kids in and and see what he can do. I mean, from what Yusuf and 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 I've been reading about him, then he's he's got some good stuff going on down there, and yeah. they're putting a lot of money into the program. So maybe they'll give him oh, a little it's, bit. It's of certainly, it's, well, it's it's good to see Florida State back in the top twenty-five. But I, I think both fan base because fan bases can go out there and say they really haven't lived up to the expectations for the program. Yeah. I mean, Florida State. I mean, for them, they're six and three already this season. But you got the Hurricanes here at four and five. You know, I mean, it's just—it's not quite the championship football that. Hey, wait! This feels familiar. <laughs> certain fan bases, <laughs> certain fan bases that uh, just aren't used to. But well, uh, well yeah, that's uh, and, and that's another thing. You know, that's one thing I miss about college football, and I'm waiting for it to happen. And hopefully, with the transfer portal and you know kids being able to basically go where they want you know i miss the days where florida state and miami and um well ut was but i mean you know but but ut in georgia and alabama and all of the all of the powerhouses that were there when we were growing up and it just made college you you had a great game on every single week and and I, I I'm, can't wait for them to all get back around. Yeah. Now, speaking of back around, I, I, and we just got done talking about Florida State, so it, it kind of makes me wonder a little bit about the uh, old job security there for Jimbo Fisher with the uh, with Texas A and M. I mean, I'm starting to hear a lot of rumblings going on over there, especially with this lovely three and six season that the Florida Gators have helped. Uh, improve for them <laughs> with with the was, down of 41 was, to 24 there man i was so happy and the and the <laughs> the things that you hear is the is the a&m boosters going around to mm-hmm. people who live in texas they're going around to their couch cushions and they're trying to you know collect all the change and everything else to try to raise 95 million to get him out of there <laughs> yeah, that was my next question. What What's doing. his buyout there? You know, ninety-five because million. That would be very enticing for the uh, old prime time as well. You know, a big SEC school just prime for the pickings there. Ooh, prime. I mean, it's it's almost like the fits, right? <laughs> Decepticons. <laughs> but. No, man, Florida, they went to College Station and put it on these guys. You know, Anthony Richardson, he had a pretty good day. He went 17 for 28, 201 yards, two touchdowns. I'm trying to see here if he got to run in the ball any or not. 
But, uh, yeah, yeah, seven carries for 78 yards, two more touchdowns. So, yeah, they, they did a little bit of running. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they, they had a day there, man. It just did not go well for anything that old Jimbo Fisher was trying to cook up over there. No, I, I, honestly, I think he's lost that team. There, You know, there's been – he's had to kick a few players out, you know, and and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't think that they're – they're buying what he's trying to sell but i mean take 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 nothing away from florida florida just went in there and beat them i mean it was it was it was a beating (laughs) and i was i was really really glad to see it i mean i think florida's florida's one of those teams that's right there they're games they can be really really good when they have everything put together and everybody's focused and then you know some games it's they're going along and ooh squirrel and you know they're they're just <laughs> you know, I, I just keep circling back to it being a young team you know you see yeah, that with I, florida I state and we see them with miami even the florida gators man it's a first year coaches you know second year coach you're rebuilding the program i mean it's there's a lot of missing pieces and there's just a whole lot of identity that really hasn't been developed well but uh i like to see where it's going <laughs> you know florida gators man you guys uh definitely have something going there with billy napier you know there's it i've certainly seen a lot worse options (laughs) come through through some of my uh my favorite teams but uh one good option that we got going on down here in florida with the uh with central florida is old gus malzahn man this dude has the ufc nights just rocking and rolling and it just it's kind of where the day started bad for for just about all the teams in tennessee this weekend, you know, UCF takes the trip up to Memphis, right? And I was worried because uh, Memphis is the star city of the first 48. <laughs> if you're not familiar with what that show is, they're just trying to figure out who killed you over the next 48 hours before you get away. So it's amazing how much content they get out of that city. But uh, with that, man, these, these dudes went up there and went shopping. They came back with some blue suede shoes on. I mean, it's uh, I didn't know we were doing that in these NIL deals. But uh, apparently we are. And uh, UCF, man, they just keep climbing that pole. You know, they, they started in, what, 25th last week. We're up to number 22 now. So, I mean, it's, it's nice to see these guys getting a little respect. You know, they got a 7-2 and two record. Louisville snuck up on them. I mean, I, I, I feel that they're a better team than Louisville. This, Louisville just caught them sleeping, man. But, uh they look so good, you, you know. It, you don't have this uh, John Plumley guy in here this time, but you got. Uh, I'm trying to read read what this says. Mikey Kenny. I mean, we're 22 for 28, 219 yards, three touchdowns, four intercept or four interceptions. Sorry, one interception. Let me take that back. So I mean, he had a really good day. You know, R.J. Harvey. He caught 17 balls for 151 yards in a TD. So. I'm sorry, that's rushing. 17 carries, 151 yards, and a touchdown. So I mean. Not a bad day, <laughs> unless you're a Memphis fan. And it's uh, it it was kind of a, a snowball effect, you know. It's you know, the home team just did not do well. And we're, we're looking over here at Vanderbilt now. You, you had South Carolina come into Nashville, and I'm curious: did was this a true home game, or was it a a home game for the for South Carolina? Oh, there's a lot of South Carolina fans there, <laughs> but uh, on uh, before we get into the stats and things like that, yes, I know what the score says, but that game was a battle. 
and yeah, no, and Vanderbilt Vanderbilt took it to South Carolina, especially you know South Carolina got up early, and but after halftime Vanderbilt decided they wanted to show up, and South Carolina couldn't was was just hitting the mouth, and you had you had Davis who sat there and just ran all over. I mean he was he. The linemen were making up holes that me and you could have ran through. And, yes, I know what I'm saying. Me and you could have ran through these holes. Um, but, yeah, it was it was, it was was a good game. I, I hated to see them lose it. But, I, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> no, but like you said, man, no, they looked really good. A.J. Swan, I mean, I, 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 he didn't have a huge day. But, you know, I'm, he's, a, he's a rookie, a rookie, a freshman. And I feel pretty good about what he can be. You know, Mike Wright got some play time in there. and But uh, well, I don't know how well, big of a fan I am of this dual quarterback system that they're trying to run. Well, it was it was, <clears throat> it, it was a necessity because, um, <laughs> well, no, A.J. Swan got sacked and um, he got thrown to the ground and um, his head bounced off oh, of the off of the turf like a bouncy ball. And... Um, so then they they pulled him out, wasn't going to let him go back in, and so Mike Wright came in and, and he finished up. So it was it wasn't it wasn't a necessity thing. It was I think once they have made the switch, they've they've toyed with it every now and again on on some games, but for the mo- for the most part, it's AJ Swan's job, and then Mike Wright comes in if AJ Swan gets hurt or you know if if. They just have nothing going on offense, but no. AJ Swan got knocked out. He he um he he didn't know where he was at. Uh, speaking of got knocked out and didn't know where they was at, man. <laughs> I, I tell you what. I tell you what. What, what happened was I, I, I thought Neyland Stadium was loud, and I, I swear to God, when they got down there in Athens. If I if I heard it correctly, they set a new sound record for a stadium. I think previously mm-hmm. it was like three, 33.9, and this one was like 37.2. So, I mean, a, a significant sound difference, you know. And if I'm not mistaken, Neyland Stadium wasn't setting any sound records <laughs> when Alabama was up there or Florida was up there. But uh, they turn around and go down there to Athens, and these dudes just – they definitely were not ready for the noise. I, I don't know what horns were blowing, but my God, my my TV was rattling <laughs> from all yes. the noise coming out of that place. And, and they certainly played like they were not ready for the big game. You know, they've been able to beat up on teams most of the year. You know, Alabama turning out to be not as quality of a win as you would think a win over Alabama would be. But uh, that Georgia defense... They went man to man and said, "Beat us." Yep. <laughs> uh, well, I'll I, I tell you one thing, though. I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what Georgia did. And it, going back, I actually, I actually caught the. I watched the game, and then I went and I actually watched the the second airing of it on the SEC Network because I wanted to see if what they were saying was true. So Hooker was getting Hooker couldn't hear, and he was getting rushed so much that if he would, and he got to the point to where he wasn't going through his progressions. If he was looking over on the left, 
the whole right side. I, he had Hyatt wide open for those plays that they've been running on everybody else. He would have Hyatt wide open going down four or five times. And all he had to do was just throw it up there, and, and Hyatt was in the end zone. And it was just because the pressure was getting on Hooker so much, and Hooker was going, here's my first read, here's my second read, and they're both in the same spot, and I'm going to try to throw it in there. Yeah. And But there was there were several, several plays where they had a man wide open on the other side. He just stared down his two wide receivers he wanted to he wanted to throw to. Yeah. But I mean, no, the sound the noise was definitely a factor. I mean, you got all of those all those false start penalties that they had in the oh, beginning. Just hammered and, with it. Yeah, and, and it was most of the it game, was, man. Huh? I said they played behind the sticks most of the game. I mean, it was oh, just yeah. one of the it, they picked the wrong time to have the worst game of their season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's hands down to Georgia, man. Their their fans, they truly, truly had home field advantage there, and it was they were shook. You know, and like you said, the Hendon Hooker couldn't even focus out there on the field. But uh, it's well, well. Let, let's back up real quick. We're, we're kind of getting up against the break real. quick here in a couple minutes so we'll talk a little bit on the uh the playoff picture when we get back from break but uh i just man they had a lot of help this week and we'll just put it that way but let's go ahead and speak out to our sponsors real quick great american florida promotions again they got a gun show coming up november 19th and 20th check out their website greatamericanfloridapromotions.com and find a gun show in a time near you but we'll be right back after this break Looking for a fun weekend of buy, sell, trade, guns, knives, ammunition, and much more? Or maybe you're looking for a concealed carry class? Then go to GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com, where you'll find the Great American Florida Gun Show. Dates and location for 2022 are up now. Shows coming to Lakeland, Port St. Lucie, LaBelle, Haines City, and many more. Don't forget, it's GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com. Or call 772-577-9647 for more information on dates and locations. Howdy, I'm JJ. Join me, Chet Huddleston, Billy Howard, and Gene Davis, along with Callie, for live local election coverage from right here in Hardy County, Tuesday night at 7 p.m. on 102.1 The Outlaw, 1310 AM WAUC, and online from anywhere at 1021theoutlaw.com. Decision 2022 on The Outlaw. Looking for a new job that doesn't require a four-year degree? Do you want to make a difference in your community? Now is the time to start your career with the Florida Department of Corrections. With starting pay now at $20 an hour for security positions, $1,000 hiring bonus at select locations, plus full retirement, health benefits, and free college courses, you can work in a supportive, people-first environment. Visit FLDOCjobs.com today for more details. That's FLDOCjobs.com. guys it's a again it's monday and we got monday night football on later tonight uh, you got baltimore heading to new orleans for an 8 15 kickoff so make sure you guys are checking that out again that's going to be on espn but you, you gotta love this time of year man it, it, it is football time it is everything's in full effect the college football playoffs are starting to really shape up and unfortunate for me and most people in tennessee 
Tennessee laid an egg over there in Georgia. And then I don't want to even talk about how close the score really looked in this situation because <laughs> it, it wasn't even that close. I mean, there's nothing about that game that felt, you know, 27 to 13 close. <laughs> you know, no, we got no, no. garbage time points in this one. And just, yes. And no, no knock against Tennessee because they have just played lights out all year long. If you would have came to me and said Tennessee was going to be 11 and one, I'd have took it <laughs> in a heartbeat, but uh, it, it did feel good right in that momentum, man. It just, uh, and then we just, apparently we were the bad dogs. <laughs> we, we got put in time out, man. But, but here's the thing, you know, with this bad of a weekend, this fell for me, you know, I, I didn't even watch the rest of football games, you know, Alabama and LSU. I didn't even watch that one. You know, I was oh like, you know what? I'm mad. I just want to go to bed. That, that's how my day went on Saturday. And I wake up the next morning, and LSU goes and gives us a Christmas present. <laughs> well, I don't know how much of a Christmas present this is because I, I don't know if a loss to LSU really helps Tennessee fans at all. But uh, Notre Dame, I mean, hell, Mary, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Thank you for beating Clemson. <laughs> you know, so – but we we got two teams that that got smacked around that could have potentially jumped us in the playoff standing here, and you know for obvious reasons we lost. But I, I think I would still take a one loss Tennessee team over a one loss Clemson team at this point. You know, oh, so oh yeah, I, I feel really good about what's happened, and I'm really really curious on what's going to happen with this uh, college football playoff ranking week two. You know. Is Tennessee going to be outside of that top four? Are we going to be in that number four spot? I mean, I don't know. If they put us in there at number four, it's a lock as long as Tennessee can win out. And, you know, I don't know who's going to be playing Georgia in the SEC championship at this point, but uh, uh, I got my fingers crossed. <laughs> well, so let's let's look at it like this. So Georgia – they're they're in. Even if they lose the SEC championship game, they're in. So then you have Ohio State and Michigan who are going to play each other. Now, when the rankings come out, will Tennessee be four or will they be five? No, but you got to think they're going to put TCU up because TCU won and they're undefeated um, with Alabama. And would you take TCU over a one-loss Tennessee team? Or would you even take well, them over a one-loss Michigan team? You know. Well, true, but you also, I mean, Ohio State and Ohio State and Michigan are basically the only two. I mean, those teams. Well, besides, you know, you got really Penn State, but they're kind of iffy. But really, those two are the biggest games that they have all year. So you'll have one of those get knocked out. I think they'll move TCU up. I don't know if they'll put them in, but I mean, there was a lot of madness that happened this weekend. No, but man. I loved it. Best, <laughs> the, the best thing, the best thing that UT can hope for is that Georgia wins out and wins the SEC championship because, oh, it, before Alabama got beat, you had Alabama sitting there, and if Alabama won and Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC championship, UT wasn't going to get in. Now, if LSU is down to LSU and Ole Miss, 
<clears throat> well, Alabama's got Ole Miss this weekend, and LSU, I think, has them coming up. I'm, I'm, I'd have to look to tell you, but nonetheless, if Tennessee needs Georgia to win the SEC championship, if anybody else wins the SEC championship, I don't, I don't think Tennessee gets in, and 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 with Tennessee's body of work. I, I will agree. I, it's it's better than the majority of them that are up there. However, they're not going to put if say it was say it was Ole Miss or say it was LSU who beat Georgia in the national championship. Well, Georgia's not going to go nowhere, and LSU and Ole Miss are just going to keep climbing up. So you're going to put you're going to put the team who had to win over the number one ranked team into the top four, and because they'll be that close. Well. They're not going to put three SEC teams in. It's just they're they're not going to do it. So unless everybody else has a mass mass exodus out of you know out of the playoffs or, or you know decides nobody wants to show up, kind of like Tennessee did against Georgia. <laughs> but um, <laughs> wait a minute, where's that dumb button? <laughs> Dang, I just sneak it in on me. But, yeah, I snuck that one in there. But but I mean, when it comes down to it. The Vols need to be the biggest Georgia fans there are right now, and needs to be, uh, continue to be that way look, for the rest of the season. Look, JJ doesn't said no cussing on the radio. Why, why you gotta go out there and say all that mess? <laughs> hey, <I'm just> t- <laughs> ain't no way hey, I'm pulling for Georgia. In, that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, if, if you want in, that's probably your best bet of trying to get in. I understand that they still have a sixty-seven percent chance and all that other good stuff, and you know this, that, and the other. But but still. You can't have you can't have another whoops we forgot to get off the bus game. You can't have another close game. You can't you, you can't afford any of that. You have to keep continue blowing everybody out and hope Georgia does the same thing that they did to y'all to everybody else. The rest of their games is blow them out. Man, you, you want to talk about blowing out? There's been a a couple teams blow out <laughs> this weekend. And I'm talking about blowing out some coaching staffs. <laughs> you yep. know, we we touched on it a little bit coming into the show. South Florida goes and fires their head coach, Jeff Scott. You know, I mean, this for what I've seen out of South Florida, you know, I've not really paid them a whole lot of attention living in Tennessee. But right in the transition of me moving down here, you know, South Florida was one of the hotter teams going. You know, they're sitting there calling out Alabama. No, we won. You know, this is our national championship. And to go from that to one and eight, man, <laughs> you know, I, I guess I, I, I see why Yusuf ain't here today. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 no, I don't think Yusuf feels more worse than I do right now. <laughs> but, no, uh, no, 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 no. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you just can't have that kind of production, man, and expect any kind of longevity. And what here's the thing that sucks, that they show potential. You know, they almost go in there and beat Florida, you know, and they had a lot of real close games, but then they go and get blown out by some teams that you got no business getting blown out by. And it's just a recipe for what's coming next, kind of like the uh, Frank Reich era. You know, it's, uh, what what was it, the third Reich? This is the fourth Reich or the Frank Reich, but uh, it didn't work out in Indy. (laughs) You know, and like me and you said, it's uh, as Titan, as a Titan fan. I loved Frank Wright. <laughs> I really, really did. <laughs> you know, and the whole situation where Josh McDaniels 
kind of Lane Kiffin, the Indianapolis Colts, and then they go with Frank Reich, and then Andrew Luck's like, nah, retire. <laughs> you know, he just got such a bad deal. You know, it feels very much like a Derek Dooley type scramble. You know, and you know, Colts fans, I get it. <laughs> you know, you, you got another. 15 years of suck to get through before I feel bad for you, though. <laughs> but, uh, no, man, it's a, it feels good well, that it's not my team. I'll put it that way. Well, I mean, the thing of it is, is, you know, the Colts, no matter, you know, and Jeff Saturday, I love Jeff Saturday. I think he's, he's, he was a heck of a player and, you know, Great he's only coached too. in high school. So that was, that was kind of brow raising for them to bring him in. But well, I, I think the way interns are supposed to work, it's normally a a coach that's currently on the staff. <laughs> you, that's, you normally that's don't. What you would think? You normally don't interim somebody that's not even on payroll. <laughs> however, however, Ursay is Ursay is one of those owners who just does his own thing, and you know, it it is what it is. But I mean, their their biggest problem, the Colts' biggest problem, is they they wanted to go and get these older quarterbacks thinking that okay we just need a quick fix we need a quick we need to do this a quick fix for this and you know well we'll get the last couple of good years out of him well it didn't really work with rivers you know you you sit there and who was at the beginning of this year folds and then you turn around and after week three or week four you bench him for for your backup and i mean they they haven't had a quarterback to to help them establish themselves, there, you've got a, when you play new quarterback every single year, it's it's not easy on the offense. It's not easy on the quarterback having to learn a new system, and it's not easy on on the receivers and everybody else trying to get chemistry with that with with the quarterback. So I mean, that's their biggest problem has been them not being able to have a. A solid quarterback, a solid number one quarterback that that they can trust that's going to be there for a while, and that's been their biggest bugaboo and the one of the reasons why they've been so horrible. Because I mean, you look at even though I hate to look back on it, the Peyton Manning era, the Peyton Manning era, and the Andrew Luck era, they owned the AFC South. I mean, they were in the playoffs every single year. But the common denominator was they had a really good quarterback. They they drafted a really good quarterback, and they they have nobody now. Uh, yeah, I would agree. So, look, if they would have maybe watched what was going on in the AFC South, maybe they would not have taken the same path as the Tennessee Titans, <laughs> the uh, volume exactly. of old quarterbacks and old receivers that have made their way through the doors there. But uh, we'll, we'll dive off into that bag here in a minute. Now, I can tell you one team that's not having any re- remorse at all with the transactions that they had at wide receiver in the offseason, and that's going to be the Miami Dolphins, man. This team, I- I'm just going to put it out there right now. What are we looking at? November 7th, this is my AFC Super Bowl team. There's no offense out there that's going to be able to keep pace with what Tua Tagovailoa Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are doing right now. I mean, just absolutely unfair to defenses. Tua goes 21 for 30, 302 yards, three passing touchdowns. Uh, we got Tyreek Hill, seven receptions, 143 yards, averaging 20 yards a catch, 
you got Jalen Waddle, five touches, 85 yards, averaging 17 yards a catch. And, I mean, just these dudes are feasting, man. <laughs> and, and when you cover one, you don't have enough people out there to double the other guy, you know. And then you got this signing from San Francisco, Jeffrey Wilson, you know. He comes in and has an immediate impact. This dude is the leading rusher, nine touches, 51 yards. I mean, not a huge day, but he does get involved in the uh, the passing game. So, I mean, production is where it's at. <laughs> you know, Raheem Moser, you know, these, these dudes were in the backfield together with Mike McDaniel. And he's really put a team together. And this GM, this up, this as much as grief as Miami gets for their front office, they are doing things right down here in Miami, man. You got Bradley Chubb, you got Tyreek Hill. I mean, it just the rich just just keep getting richer down here. I, I don't know what else to say about it, but this team is all in for this year. Yeah, they 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 definitely look good, and I've, I'm glad to see. You know, I've I've said it all year. I've, I'm glad to see them actually decide to put pieces around Tua and let him do his work because I mean that's when he does that's when he does some of his best stuff is when he's able to air the ball out or if he has to go on a run or I mean turn around and hand him the ball off. I mean it's it's almost like he's back at Alabama with all those with all those nice receivers and and big running backs and everything else that he was doing with there. I mean. Yeah. The Dolphins just the gap have between the skilled players everything. is just insane. You know, it, like you just said, it's like being back in college where you have just that huge gap between the next skill player. You know, you got what Tyreek Hill's doing. You don't have many cornerbacks that are going to be able to match up with this dude versus, say, what the Titans are doing. <laughs> you know, these they can't even get open over there in Tennessee. But, uh, man, it's just, no, it, it was just an absolute crazy game up there in Chicago and it was a lot closer than I wanted this game to be and credit to Justin Fields this dude goes out and breaks an NFL record for most yards rushed by a quarterback in a single game I mean he carried the ball 15 times for 178 yards and a touchdown I mean on top of throwing it 28 times for 123 yards and three more touchdowns there I mean this dude had a day he just didn't have a big air game but what receivers do they really have out there right now? I mean, you they just traded. Who did they just trade for? Let me, let me take a look see who they got here. Oh, Chase Claypool. But he hasn't even really been in the system that long. I mean, he only gets two touches for 13 yards. So it's, you know, credit to the secondary for really focusing on them and shutting them down. But how much was he really out there? How many snaps did this guy get? So, I mean... This might be a scary team just in the making gear. They might be one or two pieces away from really unlocking and doing, you know, something we haven't seen in Chicago in a long time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. With with Fields up there, they are a different team. And, you know, I'm glad he's finally getting getting a feel for everything and, and you know, getting comfortable with, with NFL style offenses and defenses and you know understanding how to read them and stuff like that and you know a lot of that was two of two two of two of i had to it is a change it's a whole lot faster than what college was no matter how good you are in college and you know they they both were good young quarterbacks who should be in the league for a really long time and you know we we are kind of spoiled right now with as many good quarterbacks there are in the league and you know it's it's 
I'm, I'm glad to see Fields do, do do what he's good at. But I mean, I'm I'm more happier to see not just because we talk about him all the time, but I'm I'm happier to see Tua do a good job and and come into his own like he is. I mean, I'm, I'm I feel like I, that should be a teacher. Interesting to I, I I would like to see the Titans defense the way that they played last night against Kansas City against that offense. Now it may not be pretty because you know our secondary isn't the greatest, but last night I mean I, I know we'll talk about him in a second, but last yeah. night I mean they shut all the wide receivers down. Yeah. Look, Except before we roll off into I'm, I'm kind of mm. wanting to save that as the almost like the cherry on the top here. Uh, now, there was one game yesterday that I tuned into for a second, and I was like, oh, no, nope, we're back to normal here. And it was the Jacksonville Jaguar game. You know, I clicked over, and the Las Vegas Raiders were already up, you know, 17 to nothing. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a very Jacksonville thing to do. On to the next game, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> as the Titans game is coming, or, you know, as the not the Titans, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game was coming on, I'm sitting there watching all the scores come back across. I'm like, wait a second, what, what do you mean Jacksonville went out and won this thing? So I had to go back and watch this thing because, I mean, this came out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, I did not see them winning. But it's like they woke up in the seventh or in the second quarter, man. And this is what I've been waiting to see this team do. You know, they got a lot of talent. They've lost just about I think they've lost every game by one score. And to see them finally go out and get the win, you know, get over that hurdle, it'd be nice to see them to you know continue to put these things together and you know start chaining some wins together. You know, because they had a nice run at the start. You know, where we were two and zero, three and zero, and then we went on a run of. Yeah, we can't beat the next guy. <laughs> you know, so I mean, it's it, it feels good to see him back in the wing column. And, and speaking of, feels good to be back in the wing column. Uh, judging by the video Yusuf sent us yesterday, last night, <laughs> I think he feels really, really good to be back in the wing column himself, man. You know, hey, this man's you know Rick Flaren <laughs> in the middle of right James Stadium for us. I mean, so he had a good time, man. <laughs> but. You want to talk about just what is going on with a team. I have no idea what to say about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers other than can we please get some healthy linemen back in into the lineup here. But uh, just the amount of dropped balls last night. I mean, just for players you don't expect it from. Mike Evans, I don't think I've ever seen him drop anything until last night. (laughs) And I'm sure the stat exists. But, man, it was just such a freak thing to see him put so many balls on the ground. And... You know, it's uh, I'm sitting here watching the game, you know, and Tom Brady gets the ball back. And I was like, well, it, goats do goat things, right? And sure enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> sure enough, you gave Tom Brady the greatest to ever do it. About, what, 50 seconds, 56 seconds left on the clock. And he mm-hmm. just, it was a masterpiece. You know, just sliced you down the middle. We put it onto the sideline, back to the sideline. Up, there goes the tight end right across the pylon, and game over. I mean, you want to talk about feeling good in the Bay Area, man. It just, it was almost a sigh of relief. And you you could see that with Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich there on the sideline, man. Just this, the embrace that they had with one another after the game. It was like, finally, <laughs> you know, we can get past this mess. But, uh, I've been saying it all season long. Let Tom Brady run his offense. You yep. saw it in the last 56 seconds. Yep. Shut up yep. 
and get out the way. This man yep. has wrote the book. He's got a PhD in performance. Let that man operate. Speaking of a PhD in performance, Patrick Mahomes. I hate that man. <laughs> I hate that man. <laughs> I'm, I I'm think you texted me that like five or six times last night. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching this game, and he's he. It's third and seventeen, <laughs> and he takes off running. And there was nothing athletic about it. It was like watching Sid DeSloth run this thing for 17 yards. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is athletic, so don't don't take it that way. But just to watch the way he just kind of zigzagged and galloped and trotted around out there on the on the football field, oh, my God. I, I think that was the first time I texted you that I hate Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just ah. – and, and then he gets the touchdown over the pylon after – he made Jeffrey Simmons do a belly flop. <laughs> I mean, I was so mad. I, I, I guarantee you Jeffrey Simmons was mad, too. I mean, he, he broke his oh, ankles, yeah. his hip bone. His, I mean, his wrist did something funny. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, – but as far as a game goes, if you're going to tell me that we held the Kansas City Chiefs to 17 points in regulation, I'd have took it all day long. Like, ooh, oh, we, yeah. we got us a game. And sure enough, we did. It's just we had nothing. Again, after halftime, we put up three points. You know, and it just, you can't sustain. What is the deal with this team? It's one year we got the best offense in the league. And then the next year we got the best defense in the league. And we just don't figure it out. Why can't we just be, can I get a mediocre offense right now? (laughs) You know? Well, a lot of the problem is is the quarterback. I mean, you know, I was we, we all we all were sitting there talking throughout the game last night. And, you know, if they had a quarterback that was a threat to pass, now give Willis credit of the five completions that he had. There were a couple of beautiful passes in there, but and and you know he when when they do run the RPO they have the option for Willis to run it or Henry run it and either one of those is not a great okay. you know Look, not a great person you want to go up against I hate to interrupt you but speaking of RPO you know there was one where Malik Willis was about to pull the ball back but Derrick Henry decided no you're giving yes, me that ball did. and snatched it right <laughs> out of his hands and ran with it <laughs> yes, he did. And, he said, and he said okay he said, yeah, he said, let me show you how it's done, youngster. <laughs> yeah, I loved but, seeing that, man. I mean, Derrick Henry, he is a man among men out there. and just You couldn't ask for a better player. I mean, it, who would not want a Derrick Henry just if he wasn't, you know, some sort of Greek god <laughs> in the backfield, you know, just performing the way he does, just the team player that he is, man. You know, the offense just could not get things going, and he is sitting there shaking every defensive player's hand on the way into the locker room, thanking mm-hmm. them for a well-played game. I mean, it, it, not only does he just absolutely outperform everybody, he he's that kind of teammate, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it, that just says so much about the chemistry on this team, you know? And look at that special teams play where the entire sideline <laughs> ran, off yeah. the, ran out of the, the, off the benches just because they tackled the guy on special teams. So, that I was mean, a big hit too, though. <laughs> Mike Vrabel is that was Mike Vrabel's got you know this team just 
so in sync and in tune with one another. You know, you're not hearing the defensive guys, you know, pointing fingers saying, if you guys could get, you know, one first down or if you guys could kick one more field goal, you know, you're not hearing none of that division with this team. It's just you're having to embrace the suck right well, now. Well, a know? lot of it, a lot of it has to do with with that team is 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 has embraced what who the coach is is basically the coach. I mean, that's his attitude. That's his that's his mentality, and they all have embraced it. And it's it's nice to see. I mean, I'm you know. Not a lot of teams, yeah, they they love their coaches and things like that, but they don't they don't assume his identity like you know most ones you know like the Titans do. I mean, they are that's the way that's the way he played the game when he was playing with 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 the Patriots. That's the way he played for all those years, and that's the way he's coaching. And everybody has body in, and everybody. I mean, there, there's one group that I'd have to say that is not body in at this point. Because I know for a fact Mike Vrabel could go out there and be a better wide receiver than what we got on this freaking oh, team at yeah, this Yeah, most point. definitely. Look, and I've gone back and forth with some of these groups up there in Nashville that, that talk Titans up there. And my question is, is this the worst wide receiver core that has ever put on a Titan uniform? You know, And I've heard names like, you know, Doriel Green Beckham, but at least this dude could catch the ball sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not seeing wide receivers get open. You, well, your leading receiver is your second string end. running back. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, I mean, and and the biggest play was was to was to tight ends. I mean, you had Hooper's you had Hooper's catch that was that was. The the back shoulder, and then you had the first play yeah. where well, you got where he just a little screen to yeah yeah to Chig and and he ran it for fifty five yards. That dude said, "Get out of my way!" Look, yeah. I'm Derek Henry on the in the tight end. That man, good grief! But, but they cannot. But yeah, get I mean, open that that's the problem. You know, you you paid all this money for Robert Woods. He he gets no touches, you know, and you got Cody Hollister. I don't even know why this guy's on the team. I don't even know who this kid is. You you got Nick Westbrook Aquina, you know. I didn't like this guy when he was our fourth string option. So why is he our second and first string option? I don't know, <laughs> you know. And then Austin Hooper, I mean, out, outside of catching the ball four times over the last season, <laughs> you know, what has he done for us? It's just absolutely yeah. just crap. But. uh Speaking of crap, man, we we got this cock ticking, and, and we got to kick this thing out. Uh, we got the Florida Gator basketball game on right after this, guy. So make sure you tune in. The tip-off is at 8 o'clock. Uh, again, I do appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. Uh, you know, without you guys, we wouldn't be the number one sports show here in Central Florida. But... Uh, one more shout-out to the sponsors, Great American Florida Promotions, JJ's Apparel, and more. Make sure you hop on their websites, give them some love, find them on Facebook. But uh, until next time, Outlaws, keep it classy. <laughs>